You're listening to The Journey Podcast. This podcast is part of a larger series called Topics, where we discuss apologetics and current cultural issues. The format of this series is more conversation-centered and will often include guest contributors. We hope that this podcast helps you find your greatest pleasure and purpose in Jesus. What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Journey Podcast. You were tuning in for another Topics episode. We are so pumped that you guys decided to listen. Um, And since it is February and Valentine's Day was last week, we're going to talk a little bit about the L word. You guys know what the L word is? Lord. 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 Yes. Lord. (laughs) Correct. What about the other four letter L word? Lust. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm sure we had to talk about that a little bit today. But what? Is it love? Love. It's love. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Hit the nail on the head right there. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, we're going to talk about love today. Hopefully, not so much of lust, but a lot of the Lord as well. Um, but we are excited to talk to you guys. We have two veterans of the Journey Topic podcast series that are on with us today. We have the man, the myth, the legend, David Maddox. Welcome, That's right. David. How are you feeling? Hey, feeling good. Feeling good. Great. Feeling prepared. I see you, TJ. Yeah, TJ, sound guy over here. What a legend. We couldn't do it without him. Mm -hmm. We really couldn't. Honest, honest truth. Um, And then we have the most beautiful, the kindest, (laughs) the sweetest person on the whole planet, Becca Calderon, who happens to be my wife. That that is true. I am your wife. How are you? (laughs) Stop flirting with me. I'm sorry. I can't help it. We're just so in love. (laughs) Fitting for the podcast today. Um... But yeah, so a quick opener talking about love. What is your guys' favorite romance movie? Rom-com, straight up romance. (laughs) We were joking about it before and I I told them that my favorite romance movie of all time was Passion of the Christ. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, if you don't don't say that or Fireproof, you're wrong. Fireproof, yeah. It's the best love story out there. You have two options. (laughs) What about you, Becca? Um, Definitely Pride and Prejudice. Because Darcy's love for Elizabeth is just very sweet, and we love it. We stand, we stand mm. it, as Catherine would say. I love you, Catherine. Mm. Shout out, Catherine. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> David, you going with fireproof? Oh man, I don't know. I should have better answers. Cheesy. I have three older sisters. It's and also, I, really, really bad I'm not acting. Sure what I should say. Yeah, uh, but it's a great movie. Shout out Fireproof, though. Don't hate us. Um, what a, What is the film production called that does those? I forget. Pure Flicks or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yes, I but think But for so. real, for like, what is it, like a 16th of the budget of normal films, <laughs> right. it's pretty good. It is yeah, really good. It, it really did inspire me in high school. So. So it's, it's good. High School Becca was inspired. Thank you, Fireproof and Pure Flicks. David, we have to have an answer, though. Oh, man. I get, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Pride and Prejudice. I've definitely seen that. Okay. Hey, I can't take your this answer. This is really That's good. No. Yes, you know. can. Zachary has never watched it with me, so, so we can both be excited about it. Mm. Yeah. The Sorry. the notebook. The and notebook. I I saw the notebook. It's on Netflix right yeah. now. I noticed it was on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, look, Ellie, the notebook." And she goes, "Ugh, no, that's the worst." I hate, I hate the, oh, oh, I hate the notebook, okay. and I was like, "What? I was not expecting that." Yeah. She said that she just doesn't like uh, the girl. I forget what her name is, the main character. What about like Dear John? I've never seen one? it. Seen that. I've never seen it either. But it's but a great song by Taylor Swift. So mm. I didn't know it was a song by Taylor Swift either. Mm-hmm. It's about John Mayer. Get cultured. Okay. What about like how to lose a ten, how to lose a guy in ten days? It's a good you guys one. like that one. Love Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. 
good old Austinite. Dave's over there rolling his eyes a little bit. I, I, I think I, I think I've seen that. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Kate Hudson, I think, is the other person that's in it. I I don't remember actresses' names or really actors' names except for Matthew. Except McConaughey. for Matthew McConaughey. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so as you guys can see, we're gonna have fun today. We're gonna talk about love. We're excited. Um, we're gonna talk about re- <clears throat> relationships, about being single, about dating, about being married, all of the good stuff. So our society, as many of you guys know, says a lot about dating and relationships. What should they look like, right? We have the idea that comes from society um, about what relationships should look like, about how they should um, be, about what should come from them. Um, we have a, an opinion from society on, um, on dating in general, on being engaged, on marriage, on divorce, on all of this stuff. Um, but what do we as Christians, or what, better yet, should I say, what should we, what should we as Christians believe about love and about relationships? Um, what should we think? What, how should we act? What should we do when it comes to them? Um, and not to to sound overly serious about it, but I genuinely do believe that dating and relationships are some of the most important things that we as Christians will do in our life. You might ask me why, but that's because dating is a process to find the person that you're going to marry. Um, choosing who you will marry aside from following Jesus is going to be one of the most important decisions that you make in your life, right? Because that's the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. That's the person that you're going to do ministry with for the rest of your life. That's the person that you're going to wake up next to every morning. And if you don't like them, that's kind of a bad deal. Um, I mean, fingers crossed Becca continues to like me. We're a little over four months in and she still does. So that's a win. Um, David and Allie seem to still like each other. They've created a tiny human together. So that's a win also. Um, But yeah, that would not be a fun life. That would not be a fruitful life if you and the person you're spending the rest of your life with did not like each other. Um, So with all that being said, David, We've, we've referenced Allie a couple times mm-hmm. already in this. Tell us a little bit about you and Allie and, and your guys' relationship or man, yeah. how it started, your dating mm-hmm. relationship up through marriage. Yeah. yeah well, for, first of all, um, I really wish Allie was here. She works a whole, whole lot and she works out at South Plains and so she couldn't be here which she was. Um, but yeah, our, our story is, like it started out similar kind of we we both had been single for a little while and and Allie I don't know if you talked to her like there were she had definitely gone through um uh like uh, seasons in the you know couple years before and we started dating where she had kind of just thought that what God wanted for her was to be single and you know and I I feel like when you're single for a while that's like (laughs) something that we all kind of do is like oh God it's like you want me to be (laughs) you want me to be just like um, completely um, without love or hope. And it's like, no, 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 God's got an awesome plan. We Sometimes it's just hard to see it. But anyways, so we had both been single for a little while. Um, and Allie had just started as a, um, as in like an instructor out at South Plains, instructing in voice. And so I actually, and I love boasting this, I actually, she was technically my teacher for one love semester. That. And that's that was so cool, I right? <laughs> we didn't we didn't actually like start talking or dating until years later. But um, I like saying that she yeah. was my teacher. Were you a good student? No, she hated me so much. <laughs> I've heard that, that before. We had dinner, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, um, I, I always like to bring that up like, 
like, oh yeah, I I, uh, I married my teacher, but she's like, yo, well, you're the worst student ever. So that's not how she talks. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have that deep of yeah. a voice, I promise. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but actually, when like even even back then, like even when I was in school and she was, um, yeah, well, still she's teaching there. But um, we had a mutual friend, her name was Lori, that um, like just thought that we would be perfect together, and and I remember said something to me about it, and had said something to her about it. We, I found out later that. That, um, that we should be together, but we both were like, eh, no, I don't know, I don't know about that. She thought I was a horrible student. Anyways, <laughs> I just didn't even think about that. And um, and then yeah, and then years later, um, I was uh, planning for a D-now in Arkansas and needed uh, a keyboard player and a vocalist, and was like, oh gosh, well, Allie's an incredible vocalist and, and a really good keyboard player. So I called her and asked her to come and play. And anyways. Um, Definitely was thinking when I called her, like no lie at all, was definitely thinking maybe this will lead to something, um, which is probably not the way oh, to do it, ow, but ow. I definitely <laughs> did. And uh, and it worked. We we uh, hung out with, with friends a little bit and with Lori and, um, and uh, my sister and uh, anyways, and started dating and mm-hmm. I, uh, we dated for, oh goodness, oh no. We dated for like five or six months before I proposed, which yeah. I know is kind of relatively short. And um, now you guys have a child. Um, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> six months later, got married. And then about a year after that, um, we have a baby. So, yeah. I love that. But, so it worked out. It's good. Yeah. Moral of the story is be a really, really bad student. And yeah. you yeah. might marry oh, your teacher. Oh, you'll, yeah, you'll marry your teacher. No. For sure. No, no. bad <laughs> advice. But, yeah. I just got the look from Becca over there, so maybe <laughs> no. I'll take that one yeah. back. Um, no, that's awesome, though. Um, yeah. Becca, you want to share a little bit about us? I sure will. Um, so watch what you say. Zachary <laughs> and I um, met because our friend Kayla Bolin introduced us at an intramural. Yes, at an intramural volleyball game. And we didn't really spend a whole lot of time together. We definitely recognized each other from um, church back then it was called... South Crest University Ministry, and we met on Thursday nights, so it was way back when, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Back um, yes, and after, I don't know, a few weeks maybe, um, after we had met, Zachary messaged me on Facebook mm-hmm. and sent me his phone number yep. and said, hey, I heard that you're interested in doing missions, let's Which get coffee and talk about that, it. And it was genuine. Yes, <laughs> and so he gave me his phone number and said, text me, so... I texted him and we got coffee at Yellow House and we probably met up for about two hours and he talked the entire time. And at the end of the date, he said, Hey, um, I talked the whole time. We should do this again and you can talk next time. Smooth. Very smooth. It's all a plan. Yes. It's all a plan. And after that, like, man, we just hit it off. Um, we had a really great friendship. I actually thought I was in the friend zone for a little bit, um, because, like we were really just best friends. We did everything together. We went on runs around the park together. We went to the grocery store. We spent a lot of time at his parents' house um, with their family. And I just fell in love with the Calderon family. They seriously are so awesome. So if Amy and Jerry are listening, I hope you know how much I love you. Um, I'm sure you do because (laughs) I tell you all the time. But anyway, so we just developed this really great friendship um, my freshman year. And after a few months of us just like really getting to know each other's hearts um, and understanding each other and um, firing each other up about Jesus and missions and stuff. Um, There came a point where Amy, Zachary's mom, and I were just kind of waiting for Zachary to ask me to be his girlfriend. 
and he was messing with me and said he was going to ask me after Valentine's Day so that we didn't have to do anything for Valentine's. And then he surprised me on our way to our small group um, one Monday night. It was February 13th, 2017. He asked me to be his girlfriend. And I was so excited. I started crying because I was, yeah, just head over heels for this guy. And um, what's really crazy, too, is that before we started dating, we both knew that we would be doing long distance for over a year um, and both spent a lot of time praying about it and felt complete peace like no other, um, which is wild because I cannot imagine doing long distance for that long without Jesus, like giving us the okay. (laughs) I can't imagine that it would have gone well. Um, And so after a few months of dating, um, I moved to Haiti for three months and was doing mission stuff. And then um, like seven days before I left, Zachary launched for the world race. And so he was living abroad, um, serving in different ministries for a little under a year. Mm -hmm. So totally had 14 months of long distance. Um, And honestly, I'm super thankful for that. We learned a lot about communication and how to love each other with our words, um, how to clearly communicate with each other. Um, And also, I really think that we needed that space even for like physical boundaries. So I'm really thankful for that, honestly. Um, And then he came back from the world race and it was the sweetest reunion I've ever had with anybody. I was so excited to see him. I started crying. If you can't tell, I'm a crier. (laughs) If you haven't seen that video, go to either of our Instagrams. And if you scroll back far enough, um, you'll have to scroll back further on Becca's because she posts more than I do. But go to one of ours, scroll back, and you can find the video. And it's really, really awesome. It's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So Zachary comes back. Um, We start kind of feeling out like, okay, are we going to get engaged soon? If so, like, let's start getting poured into. Um, And so we started meeting up with Brandon and Lauren, who were the... Um, the college pastor and his wife at the time. And so we started doing like pre-premarital counseling kind of, um, just like seeking advice in how to start merging lives together. Um, We got engaged in March of this past year, got married in October. Um, And yeah, so we've been married for a little over four months. We still love each other a lot. And we're preparing to launch to Thailand um, around this time next year. So yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So crazy. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. Um, Yeah. So what both of those stories, so both both of those stories ended in marriage, or not mm-hmm. ended in marriage, but both of those stories have marriage in them, right? Um, Becca and I are married, uh, got married, we still are married, praise <laughs> Jesus. David and Allie got mm-hmm. married, still are married, yeah. stories, you know, still going on. So both of those stories have uh, marriage in them, but... There is another thing that both of those stories have, another common ground, um, and something that I would argue that all marriages have common ground in, um, and that's dating. So Becca and I dated. Mm-hmm. We dated for about two and a half years before we got married, and David and Allie dated. Mm-hmm. They only dated for like five or six months before they got engaged and everything like that, but both of the stories have dating in them. Yeah. Um, so that, that seems to be a commonality amongst marriages is dating. Mm-hmm. I do know a guy from when I was in South Africa who his parents <laughs> got engaged on their first date. Wow. Um, and so I don't advise that whatsoever, but they are still married, been married for 50 plus years. Um, so that's cool. Good for them. I don't advise doing that. But I would say 99.99% of marriages um, have dating involved in that somehow. And so... That means that dating is pretty important, right? Because it's a precursor to marriage. Um, so that would that would leave us asking, what should dating look like? If it's that important, 
what exactly should dating look like? Uh, what exactly, like how, how should we use dating to prepare us for marriage? Um, so Becca, do you want to answer that first question real quick? What should dating look like? What, what are some things in there? Absolutely. Um, I know this isn't how all dating relationships look and that is totally okay. But one of the things that I look back on and I'm so thankful for is that Zachary pursued me as a friend first. Um, and that is the first time that that had ever happened to me. Um, most of my other relationships in high school and the beginning of college, um, were the guy pursuing me because they had a romantic interest in me. Um, and that is, that is also great and that can work, but I feel like because Zachary pursued me um, as a friend first and wanted to get to know me um, and we just did regular life together and didn't like go on fancy dates to woo each other and stuff. Um, We just did like real and raw emotions, feelings, talks, all that stuff. Um, And I'm really thankful for that. So um, I think something to be said for that is girls, um, if a guy is interested in you, one, like, where are their intentions? Um, how do they treat you? How do they treat your family or their family? Um, and two, are they pushing you to Jesus further than yeah. you would go on your own? Um, that's one thing that I am so thankful for in Zachary and I's marriage. And even whenever we were dating is that he challenged me and pushed me to Jesus, um, more than anybody that had pursued me before had. And, because he was pushing me to Jesus and we had almost that standard in our relationship. Um, it kind of made, it was a reflection in our relationship that we both were chasing after Christ really hard and we were spurring each other on towards that. Um, and so that was one thing. And also the last thing I'll say about that before, um, David can answer is, um, dating needs to have accountability and not just accountability between you and your significant other, because y'all will cross boundaries. Um, (laughs) Zachary and I even like struggled with that, especially after he got home from world race, we were like, Oh, we'll be good accountability for each other. Like we won't break our own rules. And Mm -hmm. that is literally like the worst lie that you can tell yourself because, um, especially whenever you have like love in the relationship and you really care for each other and are attracted to each other, um, all boundaries go out the window. And so you need to have real accountability that you're being honest with. Um, that is not just you and your significant other. So for Mm -hmm. us, this is a little bit embarrassing, but some of our accountability was Zachary's parents, (laughs) which I mean, like I would hate to say, Hey Amy, um, Zachary and I have been struggling because we're making out on your couch. Like that was, (laughs) that would have been so embarrassing. And so having them as accountability was really good. And then also Brandon and Lauren Hayes, um, were part of our accountability too. Yeah. And so you just need people that, um, you can be honest with and that will hold you to a higher standard than you and your significant other will hold each other to. So that's what I'll say about that. Yeah. Gosh, that's like so, so good. Um, trying to think I, um, Man, yeah, we. So it's interesting. Differences between our our stories is right. We we weren't. We didn't really know each other very well yeah. uh, before we started dating. But I still I still think there's an aspect of our story that like confirms what you're saying. Like uh, like pursuing friendship first, and and so so although like I said, although we we technically like. I guess we weren't like, you know, FBO for a little while, but we were talking and, and you know, like, well, I hate that term, but yeah, we were, we were talking <laughs> and, um, because we were so busy, there was, like, there were, there were like a couple of months there, which I know it's like, in the, it's like not very long in the grand scheme of things, but there were a couple of months there where we didn't get to see each other very much. And so, um, and so when we did see each other, it was like, 
serious talking, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it was, we were checking boxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I feel like that sounds so like mechanical, but I mean, really we, we both had the same view of what dating is supposed to do, right? Like yeah. you're figuring out if we're right for each other, like if, if, uh, if we're going to get married. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and in fact, on our first date, I remember we, she kind of thought that I was, or it's so funny. Like she, she thought that I was angry with her because I, I, I'm a talker and, and, uh, <laughs> talk with my hands and, and, uh, get real passionate. And, um, and so she had, I can't remember exactly how we got to this point, but like, uh, we had been talking about relationships and our intentions and, um, and she was like so bold and like asking me the question, what are your intentions? And I was like, yeah. and I was like kind of like taken back. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like yeah. first date, but like what a great question for a yeah. girl to ask on the first date. And, um, but I, uh, but I was like very passionate about my response. And so it was like, was like, oh yeah, no, um, marriage. <laughs> and you know, I got, got really serious and she thought that I got like offended at her oh, asking no. the question. But anyways, we like, Anyways, all that to say, like we had lots of conversations where we were like being real with each other yeah. and building a friendship. So <coughs> it was a little bit different, but anyways, I think there's some comparison there. Yeah, Gosh, I, I have to 100% agree with the accountability aspect. Mm. I mean, just like what yeah. you, what you're saying, Becca, like we made mistakes, and like you, um, you're like, you're because you love each other, right? Like that's right. If you didn't yeah. struggle with that, I'd yeah. be a little bit like, <clears throat> well, be a little concerned for yeah, you. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> you don't like each other, right? <laughs> but, um, but, but, right, like having, and you know, so we, so like I said, we made mistakes, but having people that would check up on us, Brandon and Lauren being, uh, people, um, that were uh, held us accountable too, like, uh, was, was so helpful. But, yeah, um, I, you know, I, I think what's helpful about to like realize maybe about the differences between our stories is that, um, the question, which is a great question, but the question, what should dating look like, is tough because yeah. it, there's a lot of ways that it That's can right. look different. Yeah. So right? many different ways, yeah. There's so many differences that there can be. But but uh, anyways, so that was a real rambling yeah. answer. But. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of like, yeah, that's even a stepping stool for our next question. Um because, yeah, David, you even talked about how a lot of your guys' conversations mm-hmm. were very serious and very directed and very intentional. And Becca and I had a lot of those very same conversations, um, which that that was a way to figure out what both of you wanted, right? To figure mm-hmm. out if both of us were on the same page of what we wanted and what we wanted in marriage, et cetera, et cetera. And so with that being said, how should we use dating to prepare, prepare us for marriage? If that's really what dating is, right, that's a stepping stool into marriage, um, how should we actually apply that principle? How should we use dating to prepare us for marriage? Man, I, um, oh gosh, there's so many things I want to say, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, th- I already kind of talked about it, but I think being honest with each other yeah, about absolutely. what you're preparing for yeah. is really important. I think, That's I think good. there's, there's such a, I don't know. It's like, Right, like I said, we talked about some really serious things on our first date. I don't think that you like. I don't. That's like that's a rule. You must talk about serious things on your first date. That's not really what I'm saying. I'm just saying like you got to know what you want. Like where where are you going? I know we're going to talk about some of this later in the in this podcast. But like, um, are are do you just want to have fun? Like, are you? What's the purpose? You know, and and that was yeah. what's so cool about the the seriousness of our questions early on. Is it it kind of oriented both of us around like okay so every time we talk every time we go out every time we hang out with 
a family of either of ours, like our friends or whatever, like everything that we're doing is to, to see if that is, um, you know, if, if that's what we want to have for the rest of our life. Right. You know, so the first time she hung out with my friends, um, she was, you know, there was an understanding that we were trying to figure out. In fact, let me think of a story. Like, in fact, um, Hallie and some of my best friends like did not get along. Mm. Um, like I said, year in years past. And so that was like a big time on my radar, like big time on my radar. So, and, and so when we first started dating, like, you know, I had gone on dates with, I'd hung out with my friends and I'm thinking they should love her. She's incredible. Right. (laughs) But, but I had to go to my friends and say, Hey, look, I know that y'all have had problems in the past. And and here's the thing. I love y'all and I've just started uh, dating her. And so, and so I know that like, there's a lot of like, I think she's pretty and all this stuff. And so I'm, I'm blinded by a lot of that. So guys, could y'all help me by being honest with me and saying, um, look, dude, you're, you're being blinded by your affection for her. And and here's the thing. And and I said, and I, and I know that's like, you're going to have to test me on this for it to be true. No. But I want to say like, I'm going to listen to you. I want to hear, but please tell me, be honest yeah. with me. You know what I mean? So there was like all of those things. Um, anyways, yeah. Like yeah. like being serious, intentional about what the purpose is. I know that's kind of like undercutting the question a little bit, right? But it's like, maybe that's the, maybe step one, I'm preparing, uh, date, using dating for marriage is like being honest about the fact that dating is preparing you for marriage yeah. in the relationship yeah. and with your friends and your family. So Absolutely. Yeah. I would say too, um, I have two things to say on this one. One, dating to prepare for marriage is not the same thing as being married. Um, yeah. And yeah, so good. one thing I want to say about that is like, yes, Zachary and I did daily things together, but we didn't like make dinner together all the time. And like, we didn't act married. Um, and I'm, I'm really thankful that we didn't quite do that because it made marriage really sweet whenever I got to come home for the first few weeks and be like, oh my gosh, I'm coming home to a husband now. Like, this is so yeah. new and exciting. Yeah. And so dating to prepare for marriage is not the same thing as being married or like pretending to be married. Um, and so I, th- I wanted to say that. And also, like David said, I think having those conversations is so important and bringing people in is really important yeah. too. Um, and what I would say with that is, if you're, you and your significant other are like starting to realize, hey, maybe this is going towards marriage, um, then bring people into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like if you don't know how to have those conversations and ask tough questions and stuff, then ask an older couple that has mm-hmm. been married to help facilitate those questions with yeah. you um, because it can be really hard to navigate that weird limbo period. Um, and one of the ways that Zachary and I did that is what I mentioned earlier about like the pre-premarital counseling. We uh, met up with Brandon and Lauren and they kind of walked us through like, how are your personalities clashing? Where are some danger zones where y'all need to be really intentional to love each other with your words? Um, because maybe there's some sensitivity there or um, what do y'all believe about finances and stuff yeah. like that. And so if you don't know how to talk about those things, um, because maybe you're in college and you've never really had to before, or you've never been serious with someone to the point of like preparing for marriage, then bring somebody that has been married into it and have a conversation with them. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, no, that's good. All that is, is such good stuff. Um, and, and, uh, if you have never listened to, um, the podcast of the porch, um, so or good. views from the porch. So, so the good. porch is a yeah. church and then they do views from the porch, which is a similar like topical mm-hmm. podcast. Like we do. I think they post every week. Yeah. I think it's a college ministry too, right? It yeah, is. I'm, it I'm is. pretty sure it is. Yeah. Um, and so 
They, yeah, they do. Uh, I think they have topical podcasts like this every week while we only do it every month, but they're a really, really cool resource. And a lot of yeah. what we do is, um, not, not based off of what they do, but a lo- listening yeah. to their podcast gives us a lot of ideas for this mm-hmm. podcast. And so if you guys haven't checked that out, I'm not telling you just to stop listening to our podcast and go <laughs> listen to theirs because that wouldn't yeah. be cool. But also check theirs out. Listen to um, both. <laughs> and yeah, it, it is pretty cool. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and why I wanted to say that was I was recently listening to a podcast that they were doing um, on relationships um, and on love. And one thing that was really cool is they gave 10 ways to lose love in the next decade. Um, and so it, it was actually, it was really cool the way that they that they did that. I feel like a lot of people will give you like, these are the 10 ways to find love or these are the things you need to do to build a healthy relationship or to find the one that you're going to marry or whatever. But they actually kind of flipped that and took it from the perspective of, hey, these are 10 things that you can do in the next decade that will destroy love for you, that Mm -hmm. will take away your love life, that will make it harder for you to find love, that will make it more difficult for you to find the person that you're going to marry. And I'm going to read through those 10 things really quick. um, And then we're going to just talk about, we're not going to talk about all of them because then that would just be us doing the podcast that they did. Mm -hmm. But we're going to talk about a couple of those things. um, And and it's going to be, that's going to be really cool. So here are the the 10 ways for you to lose love. One, date for fun. Two, make exceptions. Three, play married. Four, search for the best. Five, jump from a relationship to relationship. Six, focus on chemistry rather than character. Seven, project past hurts on current relationships. Eight, isolate your relationship. Nine, have sex when you're ready. And 10, believe love is something to fall into. So those are some pretty weighty um, things. Even those are, those are some of the even, even some of the things that we have already talked about in this podcast, whether it's like play married, right? We, we hinted on how preparing for marriage is not the same as being married, right? So we've, we have hinted on a couple of these that are, are really important, um, and so really quick, like I said, we're not going to talk about all of these, but David, why don't you pick out a few of them to yeah. highlight to the ones that you think, man, like this is good. Like this resonates with mm-hmm. me or this makes a lot of sense. Or even like looking back, these are things I wish I did not do whenever I was dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll, I'll maybe, I'm going to say focus on two things, but I'm actually, my first one I'm going to combine two. Okay. So for number two and number four, so making exceptions and and search for the best. I think those are kind of related, right? Like, yeah. Um, I feel like so many people, single people that I know now, and just yeah, people that I know, like that is has, and honestly for me too, that like has been a struggle at some point in your life is the kind of this balance between um, just uh, o- overlooking, uh, let's say, yellow flags, definitely mm-hmm. like church culture word, yep. but like term, yeah. but like overlooking yellow flags. Um, so right, not red flags, right? But overlooking yellow flags and saying, ah, it'll probably be okay, right? Yeah. But at the same time, the balance of of kind of that concept with um with being so um like consumed with mm. finding your perfect soulmate, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I feel like those are really one topic together, and and finding that balance is is difficult. Um, 
but, and I feel like maybe different ones of us like tend towards one or the other, right? Yeah. Like I think I was, was especially in high school and growing up, like was the one maybe that tended more towards making exceptions, just going, eh, it'll probably be okay. Right. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Oh, I'm just, I'm chill. It's, it's whatever. Like we'll address that later. And anyways, and so if you're like me, I think that's, that's a big one to highlight is like, no, no. Like if you, you know, if if she, so speaking from guys' perspectives, like if she like doesn't want to go to church, you know, which that's yeah. more of a red flag, I guess. But like if she doesn't want to go to church, <laughs> like you can't just you can't just say you can't just say, ah, eh, we'll worry about that another time, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that 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 means that that your relationship with her could potentially separate you um, from God, like yeah. and pull you away from God, and you don't want that. But at the same time, gosh, I've had so many friends that. Um, have uh, maybe ended, not really ended a relationship, but not pursued a relationship with someone because um, they weren't, I don't know, maybe, maybe they weren't the... Um, like cookie cutters. Yeah, the, or like there's somebody yeah. like the perfect 10 that they'd always yeah. imagined they yeah. would be with or, or all those things. And it's like, hey, look, sometimes the sometimes the things that your heart um, like your flesh is what I mean to say, like your heart wants is not what is best. Yeah, right. And so anyway, so that's, I know there's probably a lot word. and I'll just shut up on that so that y'all can talk <laughs> about it. But and I think the other thing I want to talk about is, um, uh, projecting past hurts. I mean, that, mm. that's something that Allie and I have had to struggle with a lot in dating yeah. and being engaged. And even now in, in being married is that we've made a whole lot of mistakes um, in in past relationships, mm-hmm. and so um, so it's hard to it's hard to not do that, right? To not like yeah, uh, yeah whether whether it's like from the perspective of like project project like a bad dating experience that I had in the bat in the past mm-hmm. over Allie when she's yeah. not that person. Yeah. She didn't do those things. She yeah. didn't say those things to yeah. me. Right. Um, or, or kind of the other side of that, like projecting, um, my old self on our relationship. So, you know, like, yeah. um, anyways, we could probably go way on, but I'll, I'll stop there. So, yeah. Yeah. I love all of those points though. I could talk about mm-hmm. all of them. Yeah. Yeah. If you want like a more in depth, um, look into all of these points, definitely, little plug here for the yeah. porch uh views from the porch podcast definitely go check that out mm-hmm. i actually the two that david said were also the two that resonated with me so maybe someone listening to this podcast really yeah. needs to hear perspectives yeah. on those yeah. um but i guess for me four and five really go together um searching <laughs> for the best and jumping around yeah um, I have several friends that literally will not date somebody unless they are the exact image, carbon copy of what they expect out of mm, yeah. a husband or whatever. And um, not to be cynical, but you probably are not going to find that because I'm sorry, but there are not perfect men out there um, mm. because we are like sinful, broken people. And the only person that can love you perfectly and unconditionally and without any failure is Jesus. Um, yeah. And so if you're putting that image on a man, he is going to fail you. Um, That's just how it is. If Zachary put that image on me, I would fail him every day too. And so um, that's one thing I would say is that um, our strive to have a perfect partner is not necessarily healthy. Um, And while, like David said, like we do want to have standards Mm -hmm. um, and we can't just let stuff fly, but it's also very unhealthy 
and unfair for you and for your partner um, to put them to an unattainable standard yeah. of yeah. loving you perfectly. And so I would say that. And then the second one, projecting past hurts. Man, I that one resonated with mm. me a lot. And I honestly don't have a whole lot to say about it. I'm still walking through that quite a bit. Um, just like past hurts that I felt in my relationships um, in high school. And uh, yeah, I'm not really sure how to help advise against that. <laughs> but um, one thing that I have sought a lot, or I have found a lot of peace in is like praying about that stuff. Um, and this is like so silly, but we at the church always say, oh, just pray about it. And like, while that is kind of a cheesy answer, prayer is super powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you're asking God and Holy spirit to come into your life and help heal some of those wounds and like remove scales from your eyes so that you can love, um, your significant other better, I promise that that prayer will be answered in some way, shape or form because God doesn't ignore our prayers. Um, and so if that's something that you do struggle with, I would advise you to take it to God, um, as cheesy as that is, because it really has healing power. So I would say that yeah. too. That's good. Yeah, I think for me, um, ooh, I'm answering a question. Ooh, <laughs> crazy. Ooh, flipping that? it on you guys. Um, I think for me, if I'm just going to pick two <clears throat> um, that I want to highlight, uh, it's going to be pl- to like play married and um, to believe that love is something to fall into. Mm-hmm. And so I'll explain you a little bit first about like play married. I'm a, I'm a huge believer that if you're not married, don't act like it. Yeah. Don't like, be, like Becca highlighted that a little bit ago, just for a, a quick minute. Like if you're not married, don't be over at each other's house every night, making dinner together and, and all kinds of stuff. If you're, if you're a dude and, and you're in a relationship, like, don't be trying to lead that girl unless you're married. Like you are not called to lead anybody, especially not your girlfriend. Like you are like you worry about yourself. Right. And like, yeah, like encourage her, support her on like she's going to do the same to you. But unless you're married, like you are not called to lead that girl in any sort of spirituality. Um, and so I'm, I'm really big on like, yeah, don't do things that only married couples do. Even like even if you're like, oh, well, we're not having sex. Yeah, good. But also like yeah. there's there are handfuls of other things yeah. that married couples do that people who are dating shouldn't. Yeah. Guard your heart. Um yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Guard your heart, man. Like that that's so good. Like yeah, you shouldn't be yeah, not to like set like rigid lines, but yeah, it's it's not just like oh, well we're just not like we're not having sex. Okay, cool. But we're sleeping over together, but we're not having sex. Like no. Yeah. First of all, if you can do that and not feel the temptation yeah, to cool. have sex, I question some yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just just to be real with you, um, but no, there there are things that married couples do that dating couples should not do. Um, it's as simple as that. Um, and yeah, if if you're sitting here listening to this and you're thinking, well, is that me and my relationship? seek counsel, right? Mm-hmm. Seek wise counsel. Yeah. Ask people who have done it before. Ask married couples like, hey, we're dating. We make dinner together every single night and we um, like all, are always just hanging out with each other's families and, and we're doing all of this stuff together. Um, should we be? Ask people, right? Mm-hmm. And so David, I even think that there there's a little bit from yours and Allie's story of acting a little bit like t- like doing mm-hmm. uh, acting a little bit more like a married couple than you guys were and right Ali brought that up too yeah. am i wrong yeah no that that's totally right yeah there? we we actually um sorry pay i mean it makes me want to rehash something i'm trying not to do that but right pace <laughs> is a big thing right yeah. like you know yeah. we were talking about the differences in our stories right like the 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 pace at which um 
our relationship uh, grew, I could say, right? Like, was faster than the pace at which Zach and Becca's relationship grew. And that, and that would just, and specifically what I'm referring to, right, is like, right, like pacing to marriage, right? Yeah. So a, a problem that we ran into is that I um, had been telling Allie that we, um, that it was going to be a long time. You know, we, we, yeah. we knew that we really, really liked each other a whole lot and wanted to stay together for a long time, but um, there were just, you know, things that we needed to do. And, and so I, I, so originally, like, I, I really, I meant that. I was like, eh, it's going to be a while. Um, and, uh, and so, and so we were pacing at that, you know? Yeah. And then, and then um, I was like, you know what? I'm doing this now. I am proposing to Allie. I want <laughs> her to be my wife. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, talked to Brandon, you know, talked talk to people, started shopping for a ring, bought a ring, all those things. But Allie loves surprises, so I was going to make that a surprise. Um, and so in my head, I was pacing to proposing in, in August, um, August the 19th, in fact. Yeah. Um, and... Um, and so we were spending lots of time with my family yeah. and, and, you know, and we were, we were doing things that, that borderline, uh, engaged, you know, like shopping for stuff and all that stuff. And, yeah. and so, and so she kind of started to feel that pressure of like, Hey, I can't do this for two years. Like yeah. I can't do this. This is not yeah. okay. And, um, <clears throat> and so actually it got some help from Brandon and Lauren and, <laughs> um, and, uh, Lauren said, Hey, you don't have to give away the secret. Um, uh, you don't have to give away the secret by telling her, um, hey, I got a plan. There's, there's, uh, anyway, so I told her that and, and things got better. But yeah, but it was, I mean, we, you know, we just were realizing, man, that you, you can't, I was like, you can't spend every Sunday with the family yeah. like you would if you were married. Um, if you're for three, three, for years, three away, years or yeah. whatever, yeah, yeah, you can't you can't keep that up, right? Because there's yeah. nowhere to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. so I think that's a which which is just a yeah. kind of takes us back to all of the other conversation yeah. about like gar- guarding yeah. your heart and remembering that um, if you if you jump all the way to almost engaged, whatever yeah. that means, right? You have nowhere yeah. to go, right? And, I mean, dude, and, so. and all of those things are segues, right? To it's like, oh, we're, we're just gonna, we're gonna, you know, we've only been dating, but we're gonna make dinner together every night mm-hmm. um, this week or whatever, and then that leads to, okay, well, like, yeah, I know we're only dating, but we've been making dinner together tonight, so we're just gonna start like buying groceries as a couple. That yeah. way we don't have to spend as much money. Oh, well, we're just buying groceries together as a couple. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to like, I'm going to go ahead and start leaving stuff at, at their house anyway. Um, oh, I'm yeah. just going to start sleeping on the couch. Oh, we're just going to start sleeping and yeah. say, oh, shoot, we're having sex. Right. Like yeah. it's like, that seems very dramatic and like, oh, that would like never happen. Slope, but it's, but, yeah. but that's how things happen, right? That's how like that, that segues into it. I'm making a lot of hand motions that none of you can see <laughs> except for David and uh, David. I I almost said David and Allie, David and Becca. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, that that's one of my things. Don't play married. Don't act like you're married unless you're married. Um, and my uh, other thing that really I wanted to highlight was um, don't believe love is something to fall into. As somebody who's a very logical thinker, me, that's me, I'm a logical thinker, um, I don't think a lot with my feelings first. The idea that something, um, or the, the idea that love is something to fall into is crazy to me, right? Because like that's not, I, it didn't 
at least for me, that's not how it worked with Becca. I didn't wake up one day and be like, oh my God, I'm falling in love with mm-hmm. Becca. <laughs> like, no, this isn't the freaking yeah. Bachelor, okay? Oh like, gosh. I don't know if I can say freaking on this <laughs> podcast, so I'm sorry if I can't. But it's not the Bachelor, right? Like, I'm not falling in love with, like, no. Like, love is something that that is that is built, right? Love is, so, like, it's a... It's so cheesy to hear this, but like love is a choice, right? Like I don't just, I didn't just randomly fall in love with Becca. No, like we, we went through tough times together. We went through some hard things together. We had discussions. And because of that, like I, I began to realize like, Hey, logically, like I, I love this girl. Like this girl, she pours into me, right? She, she treats me well. She, um, she pursues me. She pursues the Lord. And so like love is not something that you're just like, Oh, I just love that. I just woke up this morning and I'm falling in love with this person. Um, yeah, that's, that's that's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's not to say that feelings are not important. Feelings are very valid and very important. Um, but love is not something you fall into. Love Mm -hmm. is something that, that you, uh, yeah that you build yeah, with a person, yeah. I think. For sure. My my opinion. <laughs> um, but yeah, since since we're running out of time here, um, I'll just, we'll, we'll do one more question real quick. Um, and Becca, you can go first on this one. So like, what is, what is a word that you would have for our single friends? I know on Valentine's Day the other day, you had me take the sick picture of you holding a Bible <laughs> so you could post it. Um, but you had a really, really beautiful um scripture-based uh, word for, for single gals that were in your life. And you don't have to share exactly that if you want to, you can. But what is just like something that you would say to the majority of the people listening out there who are single? Yeah, um, I'm actually going to share that passage that I referenced in my Instagram post because I <laughs> it's my favorite and it means <laughs> a lot. But um, I would just say that Man, if you really understand the Lord that or the love that the Lord has for you, you're going to be able to love somebody really well. Um, and like you will fail because we all do, but um, yeah. I feel like it, the more time you spend with the Lord and understand what unconditional, unfailing love looks like, um, yeah, it's going to set you up for marriage really well. And so I'm actually going to read that passage. It's Hosea two nineteen through twenty. It says, and I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in steadfast love and in mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. Um, and so I just want to encourage uh, my single friends, my dating friends, engaged friends, married friends, yeah. um, that, man, the more time you spend with the Lord and fully understand how loved and cared for you are, one, you're going to know your value um, and you're going to understand like what standards you can have for a man that will come into your life um, because you'll know that you're worth being pursued and loved really well. Um, and two, you're going to be able to love somebody else really well and not yeah. just like your future spouse um, if you have that in your future, but even like friends, community, um, your family, you're going to learn what unconditional love looks like yeah. and you're going to be able to give it really well. So yeah. I would say... Um, spending time with the Lord is really special. And I would even also share that I was not at all looking for a relationship whenever Zachary and I started dating. Um, And so not earnestly seeking a relationship can be okay if it's healthy. Um, But if that is your fixation, um, there's just something really sweet to be said for whenever you're so enthralled by Mm -hmm. the Lord that um, somebody else sees that and they decide to pursue you it's yeah. just it's different so yeah. that's what i would say that's a word and nice. a half preach so it preach it that's so good um 
Dave, you want to follow that? Or you just want to? <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if I can, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll say I, I had this awesome conversation with one of my my good buddies a couple or a few months ago, when we were just talking about um, uh, staying pure and um, and that you know that uh, fight of um, you know. <laughs> doing this right like yeah. this this whole mess right because yeah. it's it's scary and it's stressful right and and we kind of kind of had a revelation together um that um that we have grown up thinking of relationships and the do's and don'ts right no. as mostly just like don'ts or you're going to hell right yeah and and we were really kind of together motivated by um, the reasons, right? Like the, the benefits for, um, for, for striving to live righteously. Right. And and I think it ties right into shout out to those on week one of discipleship. Mm. Um, right. That discipline without direction is drudgery. Right. And gosh, it's like, I wish I could just preach that to myself forever and and in my past and everything. Right. Like if you are thinking of this time this season of singleness or even as becca was saying like or you are in a you are in a a, the early stages of a relationship right wherever you are um if you are like looking at it as well like uh you know no direction just like i can't do this and i can't do that and um and uh and i don't have a relationship because god you know god's mad at me and but i can't do anything about it because um i'm supposed to be pursuing jesus you know like thinking about all of it as as with negativity right um Man, I, I just don't think you're gonna be able to do it. Like, it's, it's very gloomy, right? Like, and you're I don't missing th- out. Yeah, you're missing yeah. out. You're not gonna make it. Like, and and uh, yeah, I don't think you'll make it, right? Either. Like, yeah. and, uh, and but man, if you can, if you can, which I think the only way for you to really feel this and know this is uh, to trust in the Lord to yeah. to put it in your heart, right? Yeah. Um, by practicing discipline, right? But like, if you can, if you can lean into um, the the benefits of staying pure and mm-hmm. of, uh, uh, you know, having purpose in your relationships, yeah. you know, um, your dating experience will be more fun and yeah. less stressful. Yeah. And, um, and, and man, like when you're married, you won't have to, you don't have to, um, stress about the consequences of not sticking to that. I mean, yeah. like, you know, yeah. like focus on that direction. Like, why do I want to follow God's yeah. commandments? Yeah. Well, it's because discipline without direction is drudgery and I don't want to live my yeah. life that way. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, yeah. hopefully that's encouraging. So. That's awesome. Dave. Sweet guys. Well, thank you too for coming, hanging out, talking. Yes, yes. Uh, it was awesome. It was yeah, super fun. Yeah. Um, and thank you guys for listening in. Uh, we, yeah, we so enjoy having you guys, um, listen to this podcast. Um, yeah, just know you guys have, um, a father in heaven who loves you. You guys have people here at the journey at Southcrest who love you, who care for you, who are praying for you. Um, and yeah, if you guys ever need anything, reach out to us. We, Mm -hmm. we love you guys a lot. Um, so yeah, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Journey Podcast. You can learn more about The Journey by checking us out on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for at the journey LBK.